We give ourselves this morning to God's holy word, listening to him speak to us through the spirit, uh, by the office of prophet and uh, king, especially Christ proclaiming it to us, this living active word. We give ourselves to listening to it, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, and then I'm also going to draw our attention to chapter 3, verses 14 to 15. So we're going to look at those two scriptures together. There's an interesting connection I think we can see. Uh, And hear now the word of the Lord uh, with me. Uh, I'm going to read both of them together, and then we'll go back to chapter 1. So first, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. Hear now the word of the Lord. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois, and thy mother Eunice, and I am, imp- I am persuaded that in thee also. Now look ahead to chapter 3 with me, verses 14 and 15. Of these things put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words... Oh, excuse me, I'm in the wrong, cha- I'm in the wrong chapter there, I'm sorry. Chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned, and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Well, turn back to chapter 1 with me as we'll start there as we continue to give ourselves to the word. Well, you might be surprised that I'm preaching a sermon related to Mother's Day. I almost thought I'd never do it. I, I tend to avoid choosing Bible texts that reflect the ecclesiastical calendar, but also the calendar of Hallmark or whatever. Not that there's anything bad with honoring our mothers and giving cards and presents. You know, we, we do that in our homes, but I'm very concerned to let worship of God be constrained or controlled by patterns, uh, even if they're not, not necessarily wrong of this world. However, today I've decided to go against the flow of the way I usually do things. Uh, don't necessarily expect to hear another one for a while, but today I'm going to give you something that comes to mind because I've been thinking about what my wife said to me this week across the table uh, as uh, toddler food is thrown all over the table and us in the floor as usual, making progress, but our youngest one, you know, making us earn our parent, <laughs> you could say. And she said to me like this, not with grief, not with regret, but she said, being a mommy is hard. I'm seeing a lot of you mommies go, amen, sister. (laughs) And, uh, you know, she had hoped to be a mommy for so long and didn't quite realize how hard it was, as a lot of mommies don't, which is frankly why they often hire the services out to others, isn't it? Being a mommy is hard. So I've been thinking about that and thinking about, of course, that it is Mother's Day today. And um, it's caused me to recall these texts as I was thinking about it. I was, going, I was really thinking I was going to preach something else, but I, I thought about some texts that I thought it would be very good to go there and use the day as an opportunity to do so. Because the text teach us, among other things, that we are to be reminded to appreciate that our faith is most often passed down to us by our mothers could say maybe at least most directly. I give that to you as I connect these verses today in this topical sermon as the main idea thinking of these texts together of what Paul is communicating to Timothy for other more developed reasons. 
But I give this to you as the main idea of our text together with what we're looking at topologic, uh, excuse me, as in a topical sermon. Uh, we are to be reminded to appreciate that our faith is most often passed down to us by our mothers. Paul reminds Timothy in these verses, and so I remind you and remind myself to remember motherhood matters. Now, what we're going to see in the scripture, we want to particularly remember Christian motherhood. That's really kind of behind what we're looking at today. Christian motherhoods, uh, Christian mothers, motherhood matters. And I think that it's frankly uh, often challenged, and in our culture, in terms of scriptural motherhood and Christian motherhood, it's, it's really brought down today in our culture. And so we want to lift up God's word and lifting up our mothers to understand your value and your purpose in the family and the church. You know, I often joke with my, my toddlers, my two youngest guys, stop stealing my girlfriend! It seems like I can't ever get any time alone with her. And then one time we might be laying down able to have a devotion or a prayer or just cuddle. seems like always one of the little guys is running into the room or jumping out of bed. Like, and I say, stop stealing my girlfriends. And she kind of laughs and we know that things will improve. But it feels like these guys won't give me any time with my wife. But why is that? Well, think about this also. Even my nine-year-old, nearly nine-year-old, I'm on a video call with mommy the other day. And all of a sudden, <laughs> flies into the video on mom's lap. Kissing her, hugging her all over, can't continue talking. Like, all right, let me talk to your mother. What is this reminding us? It reminds us how important mommy is to our children. It's just this innate, built in, wired thing from God. It reminds us not only how important mommies are to our children, but to our childhood, and thus to our becoming adults. Paul says, literally, I choose to be reminded in verse 5 of chapter 1. I choose to be reminded. You know, there's an importance in remembering important things. There's an importance in remembering important people. And today, Paul is saying it's important to remember our mothers, especially our Christian mothers who have raised us in the faith. What does he want to remind Timothy, who is now a man, and now a minister of the Christian faith? What does he want him to remember to appreciate and be encouraged by? The fact that his saving faith in Jesus Christ has been passed down to him by his mother. Even notice his grandmother. Paul even names them. Uh, It's interesting, the word grandmother in the Greek uh, is, I don't know if I'm quite saying it right, but it's mame. Mame, uh, for grandmother, and for mother, it's mater. It's close to where we get mother from with the Latin also. But notice, Timothy's sincere faith dwelt first in his grandmother. And then, as she passed it down to her daughter, his mother. And then, in him. Look at chapter 1, verse 5. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice. And I am persuaded that in thee also. Clearly we see he's making connection with the faith of Timothy with his mother and his grandmother. Something is passed down to him. Not genetically, 
It's not by family biology. It's passed down through deliberate family environment. Discipleship. Notice how the mothers are only mentioned here, not the fathers. Perhaps father wasn't present. Perhaps father wasn't involved. Perhaps just not a Christian. Or perhaps simply to emphasize the main nurturing influence in children, not only physically, but spiritually. Mother. See the effects of this Christian mothering. Notice again in chapter 1, verse 5, Paul says, Your faith, clearly something handed down to you from your mother and her mother. And notice the effects of this mothering. Look at chapter 3 again, verses 14 to 15. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. See the effects of this mothering of chapter 1. Paul says Timothy has their same saving faith in Christ Jesus. How? By knowing the Holy Scriptures from a child. Well, how does that happen? By being taught by their mothers from the earliest moments. Salvation comes by knowing Jesus as he is presented to us in the Bible. And the main way our children learn the Bible is by all the time they have being taught by their mothers while they are growing up. And from the earliest age. That word for child in the Greek is literally infant. He says, since you've been an infant, Your mother and your grandmother have been teaching you the word of God, which is what makes you wise unto salvation, knowing Christ Jesus as your Savior. Infant. Well, that's an important text we go to for discussions on baptism. But today, just notice, from the earliest moments, from the time of being an infant, literally in the Greek, you've known the scriptures since you've been an infant, because even because you could speak them back, your mother was speaking them into your ears and to your heart by the Spirit. makes us remember Psalm 8, verse 2, quoted by Jesus in Matthew 21, verse 16. Haven't you heard, out of the mouths of babes and suckling infants, thou hast perfected praise. And as the psalm goes on to say, and silenced our enemies. Nothing's more profound and powerful than to see a little child memorize and say the scriptures and the catechisms teaching us how to understand the scriptures, singing the Psalms, or even just Jesus loves me. It's so beautiful, Gabriel, right now, all the time. Let's please sing Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. All the time. That's his favorite thing to say. Moms. Moms. Listening. Maybe you might be tired, hard to try, hard to listen because you've been up all night with your babies or something else, right? Or concerns about your grown babies. I want to remind you that your work is incredibly important. Your work is incredibly important, which is why it would cost you a lot of money to hire it out to someone else, as many women do. Your work is incredibly important. Even just singing of Jesus to them as you nurse them as little infants just out of the womb. But later teaching them and catechizing them to understand the faith. You are to be honored. 
Just as the fifth commandment says, honor not only fathers, but also your mothers. I highlight that again and emphasize to you children, honor your mothers. Respect them. And just as you're to honor your father, and he's not perfect, and he makes mistakes, but as you see him trying to lead and always improve and repent and do better, you do the same for your mother. She's not perfect. She's going to make mistakes. Grandmothers, even as grandmothers age, going to make mistakes. We still need to honor and respect and serve them and lift them up in the service of the Lord and teaching us to serve him. Whatever we could focus on, we can do what Paul says, focus on the noble things. Focus on our mothers taught us of Christ, led us in Christ, including repenting and running to Christ for mercy. We value you, all our women, all our spiritual mothers helping us raise our children in the family of God. But we value you. We value your specialized service to the future of families, church, nation, and world. Do you understand that no one has more impact, no one has more influence in the future of the world but you mothers? Think about how much time they spend with you in their early years and quite a few years. That power you have to train them and lead them and nurture them not only by proximity, but purpose in Christ. Never underestimate your influence. What may often seem small to you, what may often seem monotonous to you, like changing the fourth poopy diaper, or spending an hour to get him to eat his whatever, is actually enormous in its power and significance. Young ladies... Yet to be married, yet to have children, I want to say this. Do not let the world, which has crept into the church far too much, do not let the world make you think of motherhood as something that you should sacrifice on the altar of other things. Nor to be hired out to someone else as you continue to wor- would continue to worship on that altar. Don't let them steal you away from having and raising children for the Lord. Psalm 127 verse 3. They, children, are your special reward from God to treasure. Treasure them and treasure what you only can be called by them. Mother. Mommy. Mama, Mamai. Psalm 139 that you sang this morning, verse 13 and following. As many Psalms do, as the prophets do, such as Jeremiah, they emphasize how God knows and it is with us at the very beginning of our existence, cradled in the wombs of our mothers. Moms have the special opportunity of caring for children in their bellies and then at their breasts and then in their arms through our most vulnerable and teachable and dependent years when mom is most around. Never forget this. It's true. Moms sacrifice the most having children. What you go through being pregnant intimidates we men. We can't understand it. What you go through in delivery is something we can't fathom. 
But what you get to experience with that child in your own belly, that intimacy that only you can know with that child, and nursing afterwards and raising them, that connection between child and mother, a father can never know. Don't let the world lie to you about that. Other sermons we could go to. Remember Jesus on the cross tells John to take care of his mother there weeping for him. Remember Monica, Augustine's mother, and how this major church father credits her with his salvation by her many years of seeking his conversion and his many years of begging God for his conversion. In his confessions, it's beautiful how often Augustine speaks of his mother and of his time with her right before her death and how they commune together in the Lord. He speaks of her. He just praises her regularly in the confessions. This mighty man of God, this father of the faith in the early church, credits his mother for it all. There was a long time where he wasn't serving Christ at the church. Don't give up on your children, mothers. Don't give up on the influence you have, whether or not they are going to be honest about it. Remember, just as our children, sometimes when they don't want to obey or they don't like something, they try to pretend they don't need us. But as soon as maybe mommy goes to the store without them, why well, I want my mommy. It's the same thing as adults. We always need our mother. We always, we always have that connection and that need and wanting to hear her voice and her influence, even as we pretend to reject it. Proverbs 31, verse 28. Beloved women, beloved mothers, with our children, we fathers rise up and we call you blessed And we praise you because we, we remember motherhood matters. And that is the message for you this morning. Remember, motherhood matters. Let us pray. Almighty God, we do thank you for you, our heavenly father. And we remember that Augustine said, we only have you as our father if we have the church as our mother. We do thank you for the church as she is depicted in the vision of Revelation 12 as this birthing mother of Christ and his church. We pray that you would cause us to come to her regularly to suck and to be filled and to be taught and to grow. And Lord, we do thank you for our earthly mothers, our spiritual mothers. We thank you, Lord, for these women who sacrifice to serve you by helping us grow physically and spiritually, mentally, learning the ways of the Lord, raising us up in the fear and admonition of the Lord, sacrificing of careers, sacrificing of looking to be praised by the world, and rather to be praised by God and Christ. Not that these things are necessarily mutually exclusive, but there is a priority. And Lord, we would pray that you would bless our mothers today to be lifted up and encouraged That Paul goes out of his way to say to Timothy and thus to us, remember your mother, remember your grandmother, and how they have been so much involved in you having this saving faith, in you knowing the scriptures, as you now pastor others with the scriptures. And that influence of the mothers going through the minister to all those in the congregation. Lord, we pray that you bless our mothers when they're tired, when they're discouraged and distracted. Bless them to remember everything they do is unto the Lord. 
whether they eat or drink, whether the children eat or drink, and she's causing them to do these things, teaching them to eat and speak, uh, eat and drink spiritually of the Lord and praise and in studying your scriptures in catechism as much as she can manage trusting that you will use it, these building blocks toward growing our sons into men of God and our daughters into the daughters of the Lord. Lord, bless our mothers to remember the home is the seminary of church and state. And so much of that time is around the mother. We know that father must lead and be involved, but we know that the way you have ordered things is the value of the mother being the helpmeet to the husband, especially in the raising of covenant children for the Lord Jesus Christ and the advancement of his kingdom. So, Lord, we do remember together that motherhood matters, and we pray that you put it in the mouths and hearts of our mothers and grandmothers. We pray that you put it in their hearts as they struggle Uh, And as they struggle with their own sense of identity and purpose, that you help them to remember to say to themselves to get up and keep cleaning that next mouth and keep getting that next child to sleep or getting them to do their homework, that they would say to themselves, motherhood matters. All that I'm doing is important and a priority. And it is an extremely big part of raising these children in church and state. Bless them, O Lord. Put the Spirit of God in them. Bless them to know your word and to lead their children in it regularly. And Lord, let our children especially honor their mother. And let our husbands and our men lead the way in doing so, as we see in Proverbs 31. We do thank you, Almighty God, for this reminder and pray you would indeed help us to remember to call our mothers and talk to them and tell them how much we love them and we value them and that their motherhood matters. We always need such encouragements, especially in a day where motherhood is being brought down and deformed and is uninformed and uh, is brought to a different place of unscriptural things and thus the children suffer. Lord, bless our mothers to be so happy to see all that they put into the children and trust that that matters and it is paramount. We pray that, Lord God, you would help us to follow the example of Jesus that even in his dying breaths was concerned to make sure someone would take care of his mother. In his dying words, he honors his mother and remembers the importance of her. For without her... He would not have come into the world to save us and our mothers. So, Lord, we lift it all up to you and pray that you would just touch us and be thankful and to be sorry for how often we neglect and disrespect. Cause us to do better. Lord, we lift up your name on high and we thank you for the way you have designed life as we would live out the blessed, abundant life and eternal life before us. In Jesus Christ, our Lord, in whose name we pray, all your people said, Amen.